Uh, hello, RP people, and welcome back to another episode of Roleplaying as Smart People, the podcast where we pretend to know what we're talking about when it comes to all things tabletop. My name is Santa, and thanks for tuning in again. Today, I have Mr. Finder and Scott W., as always. Say hello, guys. Hey. What up? So, on tonight's episode, I think we're going to do more of a couple little mini topics, because um, I think we're all feeling a little sassy. Or at least I am. <laughs> so, uh, and it's the first first week of October of when we're recording this. And I'm just absolutely brain fried already from school, which it's already been two weeks. Only been two weeks. So, uh, yeah, little topics would be fun for right now. <laughs> so, for our first topic, we're, I was thinking, well, actually, who was it? Scott, did you recommend this one or was it you, Finder? Which, which one is it? Um, it is... Pet peeves while GMing. That's me. Yeah. So yeah, our first little mini topic is going to be pet peeves while GMing. The things we like and the things well, no, just the things we don't like. Let's start it off on a negative note. On a negative. Look, that's yeah. not even the title I suggested. What was the title? Just play the fucking game. All right. I will <laughs> edit. I suggested. <laughs> just play the fucking. It's so true though. Um. So. Since you suggested the topic, Scott, uh, who would you like to go first? Oh, uh, you know, so you don't, you're a new GM. So, uh, have you, well, I know your people listen to it, so you got to cab at it with like, you're not a dick or anything, but like, what's a good way of putting this? Do your expectations for the game? I think this is where my frustrations are is the, the, the expectations in a GM's head of how you're setting up a setting and a game. Do your players, are they matching them? Not meeting them like, oh, they're doing everything I want to do. But like you have an idea on the theme and a conceit. And then are the players at least meeting those ideas or are they just being fucking extra? Sorry to sorry. To no, say no, 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 that's, that's cool. Um, you know what? I would say they are meeting the expectation. Um, just because we are playing with the Victorian era, uh, I had a situation and it was actually really funny in the in the in the purpose of the game and all that because the ripper society is a very you know like besides the like the classist issues they have anyone can be a ripper as long as you are a good hunter as long as you're uh you're quick on your feet it doesn't matter if you're a man or woman you can be Mm -hmm. one but then when they're actually interacting with the real world and or the so-called real world i guess and all of a sudden gender roles start coming into effect. I, I, I find it funny because there is some pushback on it, uh-huh. but I'm trying to make sure that they know it. Like I'm not doing it to be like a dick, including making like, if they push back on that idea, I let them push back. And I find it's fun because you can actually see their own interactions within it. Yeah. Um, yes. And I, I like that. So I think they are living up to, what I expected out of the setting. Nice. Have you, you could probably find it on YouTube. Yeah. I'm sure that most of them have probably seen it, but a good, so for something like that, you ought to have them watch every once in a while, the scene from a uh, wonder woman when she has to go into, you know, into London and she's walking around with the sword and the shield and, you know, her booty shorts and shit. And everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> but it's a good scene of like kind of how that, how, how, you know, of like, oh shit, okay, well here's how you can toy with it and have a good time with it. Yeah. 
no, I definitely had a good time because like I remember uh, I was setting up and it's like they were each kind of going undercover because you can't like it's a small town. They each got jobs. And I told him, it's like, oh, there's a there's a barmaid position open and a maid. And one of the uh, one of the women on uh, on my table was just like, well, can I can I do the laborer job, too? And so I literally played it as the guy because he was part of the Ripper's Society. Uh-huh. You start get flustered and start to say how like pretty much go through like the paperwork and it's just like, uh, I'm so, and he just pretty much got through that thing as quickly as possible. I stuttered the whole time for it. Uh, cause he, he's just like one of the bean push, uh, bean counters in the organization. That's really just there to kind of make sure it's all up and running. And so he was absolutely terrified of these people who could easily kick his ass, but he still had a job to do. And it was, it was just so fun. Nice. So fun. <laughs> I do have a pet peeve, though, also. What's the pet peeve? Um, and this is not just towards tabletop. This is towards any kind of social situation. Uh-oh. When I'm talking to you, just put down your cell phone. <laughs> so, you better I'm guilty of it, too. Gen Z does not put too, down but... phones. Gen Z does not need to put down phones, but it drives my wife crazy, too, and our daughter does it. And, like, Gen Z's trained themselves to pay attention to multiple things at once. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay she's listening and hearing everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. oh and i i, I know because well, like, i know that everyone could listen to it like i i'm guilty of doing it myself like i'm not gonna lie but <laughs> like, i still like it yeah kid fuck boomer i don't yeah <laughs> i know i know i know it's fucking stupid <laughs> that i will do the same no, thing right no it's all good <sighs> Well, there you go. So it's not too bad. It's not even a game, yeah. Peppy. Come on now. Oh, well. All right, Rich. Yeah. Drum roll. Anything? Oh, my pet peeves. Um, I, I actually have been trying to think about this. I'm like, do I do I have any pet peeves? I think most of my pet peeves aren't necessarily around GMing itself. To, to, to kind of like you, Santa. It's, it's more around um, table etiquette. Table etiquette to some degree, yeah, and and wanting things to flow, uh, like I believe it was the other Scott who talked about knowing what your spells do on, oh, on the yeah. Discord, and yeah. and I agree. I mean, I'm I'm I find myself this combat has x number x number of participants. You have that that amount of time to mm-hmm. figure out what you want to do. Yeah, and and I I understand to some degree that that decision may need to change based on what happens in the intervening time, right? I mean, the guy you want to attack gets killed, so now you got to figure out who else to attack, and maybe that person doesn't have the same sort of stuff, and so now you have to change tactics. So I, I understand that to some degree, but but just helping the game move forward, and I think my biggest pet peeve is when people aren't cooperative in the storytelling yeah um as an example yeah it's great to play your hindrance for savage worlds but it's also great to play your hindrance while being forced to not be following your hindrance as an example um a character who absolutely hates technology so in the in the deadlands uh setting you have the old ways hindrance and you don't you don't do anything technological. I mean, you're not going to get on like a steam wagon, like a steam stagecoach sort of sure, thing. Yeah. And 
in a game that I'm playing in, I'm not the GM, one of the players has that hindrance, old ways. Don't know why. They're a freaking witch, uh, not even Native American. So uh, don't know why they took that hindrance, but whatever. So they, they have that hindrance. There's an entire game that the GM planned centered around us having to get on this on this uh, Steam stagecoach. Did they know that ahead of time when they made the character? Not necessarily. Okay. Not necessarily. Uh, and no, I mean, the character was like a long ways out. And I don't know if the GM even remembered that he had that hindrance because uh, we're like, yeah. what? Why do you even have that hindrance? Well, I, my I, demon, I mean, I can kind of see it if you're like, you know, trying to be that anachronistic pagan, I guess. Yeah, it could be, but, yeah, th- but everything else, she's not that way. <laughs> oh, okay. It's kind of a weird, it's kind of a weird hindrance. Yeah. But anyway, I mean, yeah, the BA Baracus didn't necessarily like getting on planes, but they got him on the plane. Right. Yeah. And it was, it never, it never, the A-team didn't end after the first time they fucking tricked him. Exactly. Yeah. No. And, yeah. and, and uh, well, and, and, you know, that's the thing though, is like, I, I didn't want to trick that player either, or that character either, because I know how that's going to play out down the road. I'm like, I just don't even want to deal with all of the the repercussions of that decision. So it's like, to to the GM's credit, we ran the game, and that person said, "Well, I'll follow on a horse." And I felt bad for the other player who said, "Well, I'll I'll stay back with her as well." Okay, yeah. they missed the entire thing until I was able to play an adventure card that got them to where we were. But it's like it forced us to do things because they weren't willing. It's like you can still do it. You don't have to be happy about it. You can grouse about it, but you're going to sit out the entire adventure for that for that thing. And that's I mean, I don't know. So it's like when you're not being cooperative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm tracking that. You go against the fucking the very conceit of the game. And, you know, especially if you know ahead of time, I guess that's that's the real frustrating part. Yeah, and I like she couldn't like she couldn't even play that like hindrance. So, like you said, she was either pissed off about it just because you like if you're given like an like a job. I'm not too sure of the context of it, but given a job or something like that, are you gonna is the character gonna be happy about it? No, but for the sake of the story, you know, make up a reason why she like why the character would still get on it. And just because they refuse to use items with it doesn't necessarily mean that they wouldn't ride a train. Right. Yeah. yeah. And this character has been on trains. Oh, no, <laughs> what the fuck's the point? So then- is it cur- now I'm just curious, is the player making a big deal about it now to be kind of contentious or is it just like, honestly, I, I, I don't know. I don't um, know. The the player, I mean, he, he we've we've played together for twenty plus years now, so it's like I don't know. Get weird, they get weird ideas occasionally, and it's like okay, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> so. <laughs> so what about you, Scott? What's uh what's your peeve? Oh, fucking stop being fucking extra! If you have the books and you're given the books, read the fucking book, look at the options you're given, and stop trying to make new fucking options. That shit drives me fucking crazy for some reason. It's just like, especially if you're experimenting with stuff or with a system or with a setting, it's like there are fucking limitations, you know, and just, I, I man, I'm real frustrated about, and Rich knows some of this is just from the game where we're running. And it's like, 
just fucking why can't you just be a player who sits at the table and makes a fucking character that's in line with the setting you know it's like ran deadlands and the kid wanted to be like oh i'll be 10 feet tall get the fuck out of here what are you fucking dumb it's deadlands you're in the fucking old west yes there's magic oh you can believe in magic but you can't believe in 10 foot tall human no i can't i fucking can't you know and it's just like even with this uh the game i'm running now for what's probably gonna be the new setting is the same shit and you know rich and i've been having a long conversation about it and you've, you've seen him too is like just why do you have to be i don't understand players who want to be just fucking extra it's either attention seeking or they just don't get it you know that might be it so or i, I don't know what a third option is i think it's because they they came into it with a preconceived notion of what oh. they wanted to do without really considering the source material so at all right well, yeah yeah and then when they come into it and they're like oh i can't do this well i'm gonna try and do it anyways and I think I, the difficult part with this scenario, this specific scenario, since it is a real world example that, that we're currently living. Yeah. The struggle that I have as a player with that though also is the character in question has tried to make himself a jack of all trades and he's good at most things and the things that he's not good at, he has this mm-hmm. invulnerable golem. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have no reason to be on this team because right. you you have all the bases covered. Yeah. So, 100%. in fact, in the last game, I I I made a stealth roll and I hid the entire fight. He's like, you're not going to get in the fight. I'm like, my character tries to avoid fights. He's a stealth guy. Right. He, he's an infiltration specialist. He's not a get up in your face and punch you in the in the nose or right. shoot you with a gun. And so, no. You've got you've got this. I don't you don't need my help. <laughs> I'm, I'm hiding. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean that's yeah, and it, it really did happen. Rich rolled like a 34 on stealth, and that was it. <laughs> He's like, that's, I'm going. No, it's a real that was a real roll. It was ridiculous. But yeah, I mean, yeah, you're not wrong. I mean, that's a good point. It's it's just real frustrating because it's like and then going back and asking questions is like obviously didn't even read the like four fucking pages of like, here's the arcane backgrounds we're using, for instance, just, just willfully disregarded it. And it's just like, it's real frustrating. And then like, um, yeah, I don't know. And that kind of couples on to just other things that frustrate me with players is like, again, it's, and you guys know me, but just stop trying to win the fucking game. Just please stop. Yeah. I, I hate it's fucking useless. Another, another pet peeve. Yeah. Be, I haven't experienced it, but as a player, it's still the power gamers. Yeah, like the real, like this is what we're dealing with now, honestly. I mean, I, I, Rich, I think that's really what the problem is I, I, with this. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like they think it's fun because you get to win. And it's just like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you a fucking lesson about tabletop. And then we'll do something. Then you're going to make something different. And it's just frustrating to have to go about it like this, you know? Yeah. But it's something the player wanted to do. So I'm like, okay, you know, like you can do it. We've obviously all set through it. We saw that it's going to be a problem. Um, we went through and redid the math and it was like, okay, cool. It checks out. So we'll just, we'll see how this goes. And then, and it's not like being a dick. It's just like, like Rich was saying, you know, there's, there's other options that I have other than just telling them get fucked. So we're going to use those options to really say, here's how, the system works it's like um so a task force raven uh, it was really nice the dude bought the he, he he he's a backer he so he bought raven 
you know, really loves it. But and you guys saw the conversation because he's like, well, you're the character's really, really powerful. And my friends of I have. I think I showed you guys that he's like, well, my friends and I have gone through and mathematically calculated the system and bonuses and penalties don't really matter much. It's more of conditions that really matter in the system. And it's just like, you know, my response is like, well, they're powerful. One, until bullets don't matter, you know, like against a fucking vampire, you're going to mag dump and do fuck all to a vampire as a special forces operator or any other other cryptids. And, you know, and then it's like their cover is real. You know, and I was like, and covered can disintegrate and covered, you can blow through cover in Savage Worlds is because it's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. And, you know, kind of the comeback was when you get, you know, it was like, well, that's not how cover works. It's like, that's exactly how fucking cover works. <laughs> it's average because they think that you're just, it's a static position because they look at the dolls on the map and like, well, my doll's still behind the rock. Okay, but that's not what's happening. Your doll is taking peep shots and you're doing side longs and you're still trying to get your fucking line of fire. You roll the dice. Because you've really already expended ammunition, but now you're seriously making the fucking effort to get bullets down range. Same thing for arrows or anything else. The die roll represents that concerted effort to actually contact. In the meantime, you're still parrying. And you're doing all the things. You're not just standing there like you're fucking 1835 soldiers. And I think people have a hard time with that. And he was like, well, there's no rule for cover disintegrating. And the way we're talking about it is like, yeah, it's called the GM. If you're hiding behind a door, I shoot through it. And I'm still missing you. The door is not going to stay whole. Like I've put enough <laughs> holes through things that I can tell you they don't last long. And so I don't need a fucking rule to tell you that your cover is is dwindling. But that's yeah. a, that that sounds like a person who really takes the game part of no. RPGs more serious than the role play aspect. Yeah, hundred well, percent. Go ahead. Sorry, Rich. Go ahead. I, I was just gonna say that, and, and I think. We've and I don't know this dude's or person. Uh, I don't know what their experience is in GM. Are they a new GM or are they an experienced GM? I don't know. It seems like a lot of questions come up around GMs who don't want to adjudicate. Right, hundred percent. Yeah, they want the answers all for them in the book. Yeah, you know, and that was one of the things too. And you're onto something because it was like, well, some of these uh, hindrances and edges like are kind of the same in what they do. And they're kind of the same for suede. And it's like, yeah, cause it's called fucking trappings. <laughs> like you can have two edges that give you the same bonus to persuasion, but it's how they give it to you is yeah. what should matter to you. Yep. You, you know? And so it's real. That's another thing. It's just, yeah, it's real frustrating. Like it's just fuck man. Play the conceit of the game. Stop trying to win. Just God damn. <laughs> Fuck. I think I think part of that problem there's that popular meme though that goes around as well, right? How your D and D party starts and it shows a picture of the Fellowship of the Rings, yeah, and then how it ends and they show a picture of Monty Python. Yeah, yeah. that's I, I don't know why it happens that way. Like I, I I I don't understand that. Like I don't play enough, but I also when I play, I don't act like a jerk off. So if I'm told we're playing like cyberpunk. I'm not going to – I don't know a fucking example. I, I don't even think like this. So it's hard for me to give an example of like how I'd be a jerk off trying to make a character. Like I don't sit down and be like, oh, man, they're probably going to throw like a lot of corpse sec at us. So, yeah, I'm just going to – I'm going to have super high influence so I can bribe the corpse sec during combat. No, fucking stop. That's not what the game is about. God, I'm getting fucking frustrated. <laughs> oh, my God. People do shit like that. Yeah, I. God damn. 
And, and there's like an aspect of like kind of doing something that sounds funny, but in reality makes sense with the setting opposed to doing something that's just kind of like ridiculous. Yeah. Imagine if one of your Ripper's characters said that uh, they take fucking Beast Friend and they have a fucking dog and the dog requires, um, you know, like lotus blossoms in order to fucking motivate the dog to go fucking tra- track something down. That's fucking dumb. And you know exactly what they're doing. They're Scooby doing yeah. it. Yeah. Like, but there's someone yeah. out there who's like, that's a good idea. But it's not. It's not. A good idea. <laughs> it's not. I, I like for a second, I had to think about it. I was like, that does sound kind of ridiculous. And then you especially yeah. said the part about the lotus flowers. I was like, yeah, okay. Now it's fucking stupid. Yeah. It's it's because you and it, people who do that kind of shit, that it's deliberate. It, it really is. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't know. I just I always try to play the conceit of the of the game. Like know? I was actually thinking of uh, when me and Finder played Cyberpunk Red. Yeah. Uh, my solution to distracting the guards, since I my character was not made to be like a close combat fighter, was not meant to be a shooter. I was meant to kind of figure shit out. I I, I, I was a fixer. Okay. Yeah. Sure. And my solution to the problem. Uh, wasn't to try and cause a big distraction with myself. I literally went to it. I was like, okay, I'm going to give, I paid literally a bunch of homeless people to go up and start making camp at the warehouse with the intent of just like, you know, a bunch of them going there. And I said, you know, start picking a fights among each other. And if shit gets too crazy, bail out, but you know, just do this. And so what happened? I got that going a uh, bunch of the securities. They all kind of like converged over when some, when the homeless people, uh, two homeless people got into a, like a fight and they were trying to shoo them out. And during that time, finders character and another one, uh, friend of ours character went in through the skylight, got the information that they needed and dipped out. So we never even had combat, but <laughs> I, I thought that suited it. <laughs> I think that's a, I, yeah, because that's that a good idea. That's a dystopian fucking solution, you know. Yeah. You, I mean, you, you, you visit two thousand called and wants bum fights back, but I mean, you know, it, it, it worked, right? Oh, well, they so, called me a horrible person for it, of course. But, but I don't. You played your character because that's you're a fixer, so fixers are naturally pieces of shit, to be honest, right? He was, um, he was. Yeah, I mean, so I don't think that's a bad solution. It's just, um, and it's the little things when you read character sheets and shit. You know, that's the the biggest advice I have for GMs is like. If you don't actually read the character sheets and you're looking at the, the fine details and the things that are putting down and you're not like you can't look at a character sheet and be like, oh, that seems pretty neat. Sometimes you got to be like, why would they pick that in this mm-hmm. setting? You know, and you can almost always come to the the proper, you know, answer almost immediately. Yep. of like, oh, you know, because this, you know, like this setting is, I don't know, like fucking, I don't know, low magic, but they want to be a weird scientist and they have this edge that allows them to create a permanent magic item or whatever. Okay. Well, I know what you're doing, right? We agreed to low magic, but you're going to try to have this plethora of fucking magic items around you at all times because it's in the rules. Yeah. Yeah. Just crazy. Just weird. I don't know. It's just real frustrating when, and and, I don't know. I'm sure there's shit that. When you put in your own hard work, 
to try and make a game that sounds fun, that kind of fits a certain theme, and then people just come in and they kind of shit over it. Like, whoever you are, mister, suit up and just realize you're playing a role in a game. Respect the person. (laughs) Yeah, it's like, it's like, I don't know. It's frustrating because, like, I go to cons and I get handed characters. So it's not like I'm making these things. I just, they hand me something. I'm like, what am I playing? Fucking cool. Give me 10 minutes to read over it. Awesome. And we go. (laughs) I play the character on the paper. I don't play what I think it should do. I don't play anything about them. Like, okay, here's the conceit of the fucking of the character you gave me. So that's why I just don't make a lot of characters. But even if I do, you know, if we're playing an arabesque game, I'm not going to be like, I know we're playing in a, like Rich. I know Rich has his, his arabesque setting, right? Yep. So when I play the character, I'm Rich. I want to play a Viking because I want to, you know, <laughs> and it's just like – the first instinct of anyone would be like, get the fuck off my table. You're you're done. Like, no, no, but come on, bro. It's like a reverse of 13th warrior. Don't you get it? <laughs> it's like, no, just, why can't you just be fucking normal? <laughs> Cause I'm a gamer. <laughs> yeah. Right. Just like, fuck. I get that. Fucking you have a hard time with some things, but man, this is not the one thing in life. You should have a hard time with it. And I don't know. Maybe I'm just out of story. I mean, I could be out of pocket. You know, I'm sure people will listen to it and they'll be like, God damn, he's getting upset over nothing. I'm like, but it's it's not nothing. It's just it's not nothing. And here's here's what I have found is I have a fairly high bullshit tolerance. Yes, you do. I don't know how. <laughs> and so it's like the things that bother the, that are that, that really get under your skin. Yeah. I, I am like, okay, I'll, I can roll with it, whatever. Um, and, and so, but, but like, even as a player in, in another game, uh, right now, my, my, my Friday friends group, um, we're, we're playing a game and the GM has a whole lot of logical inconsistencies in the framework of the world. Oh, right? okay. Yeah. We're, we're doing Savage Worlds Pathfinder, Spelljammer sort of thing mm-hmm. and nobody knows about spell jamming and yet there's this big contest uh. that's off world so we we are getting on the spell jammer ship and then there's like it, 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 it's just a mess and my one friend in the game like the first the first night we played that game we didn't know if if he'd pissed the gm off because suddenly <laughs> the gm was gone gone Oh. And I still don't know that I fully believe that his internet went out. Cause that's, that's the text message we got was that his internet went out and we're like, yeah, we'll just call it. It's okay. Damn. Then we got on last night and, or uh, on Friday night and there were still my, my one friend just can't keep his mouth shut about it. He's like, dude, I, I don't understand. <laughs> I'm like, eh. Just go with it, man. <laughs> well, then, but it is hard, right? And so that's maybe a, a converse, the discussion from perspectives, mainly YouTube, because you guys play more. But yeah, you said that the GM is trying to do a good game, but there's the inconsistencies are basically violating the principles of being at yeah. the table, right? And so mm-hmm. it's like if there's no adjusting for that, it's the age-old problem of like, well, there is no magic in the world. Well, we got a party wizard, motherfucker. Yeah, but it's different. Well, it's different, but the whole fucking village just saw this motherfucker put a fire out with his fingers, and they should be putting his ass up on a stick. So, and and I get it. I, I do get that because that's kind of, that is irritating as well for a GM to not. I don't know, man. I don't know what to call that. Like, 
Yeah, to well, have, an, have internal logic going on. You, you have to understand, like, what am I doing and why am I doing it? And how does this affect the world? Yeah. You know? See, and, and here's here's where I think I, I tend to cut people slack, players or GMs. And, and like I said, again, I acknowledge that my, my bullshit tolerance is high. But the, the problem I think a lot of GMs have is they're not trained storytellers. Right. Mm-hmm. And so they don't understand pacing. They don't understand necessarily internal logic. They have these few uh, big piece sets that are in their heads. Like, I want this scene to happen. Yep. And they don't know how to get you to that scene. And so they, they make this convoluted approach to get you there. And, and sometimes that takes your agency away. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it forces yeah. um, contradictory logic in the game world itself. Um, and it's, it's, it's the, they just don't know what they're doing and that's okay. I'm, yeah. I'm okay with that. It's like, I'm here to play it. And it's like, I told my friend when he was talking with me offline about it, I'm like, dude, my entire thing on Friday is I just want to hang out with you guys and talk and have a good time throwing dice and killing things. Yeah. That, that, that's my aim. And so I'm not looking for this GM to give me a really compelling story. Cause if I want that, I'm going to go read a novel or watch yeah. a movie or something like that from somebody who knows what they're doing. Yep. Yeah. So I, I tend to cut people a little bit more slack in that regard, but, but at the same time, I do understand that that can be a re especially when you have, I know Scott, that you put a lot of thought and effort into your games and you are a good storyteller. And so I, I can understand why it's frustrating for you to have that <laughs> to come in and say, well, I'm going to do the reverse of 13th warrior thing, dude, that's not the story I want to tell. That's not the, that's not the story I pitched. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst part. No, nah, thank you for the kind words, but you have a high bullshit meter. So now I don't trust anything you say, <laughs> um, but, um, but yeah, that's kind of what it is. Right. It's like, yeah, like I said at the beginning, just play the fucking game. Yeah. Fucking I feel game. like it could be summarized like this. It's like making a Lord of the Rings show with nobody who's ever <laughs> read or watched any Lord of the Rings content. And basing it off of 15 pages and a couple Bas- of letters. Yes, and not knowing any of its history. And even if they wanted to put it in, they don't have the licenses to actually do that because that's yeah. from other books that are currently owned by other studios. Yeah. You know, just this, I'm, I'm just throwing just this analogy out on my just own ass. Like, whether right. it's... This would ever happen? Probably not, because nobody would be dumb enough to try and make a Lord of the Rings show without Lord of the Rings. But you know, now, just... I, Santa, I, I can tell you that I've read Lord of the Rings Cliff Notes, and so mm. I'm I'm an expert at Lord of the Rings. That's a true statement. Yeah. Well, just it's kind of, but yeah, I don't know. Those are good points, though, Rich. I, I mean, <laughs> you really did. It, it is like a, you know, like I said, that one, um, the one kid who's in the game. Actually, I think two of them who's playing with us on uh, Broken Are the Stars. I met them in that Pathfinder, Savage Worlds Pathfinder, and I played that game one night to like midnight or one in the morning, and I wanted to fucking cut my goddamn arms off just <laughs> listening to it because it was the worst shit ever. And I'm just like, I fucking waited so long to play, and I was so excited. I was like, oh, my God, 
we're gonna play i gotta play fuck i'm gonna do it really cool i have my fucking because i'm that fucking bitch i go out and i was like okay i got a picture of the paladin that i want to play i want to become but i'm young so here's how the paladin's gonna start out and then oh here's here's the god symbol but i need to tarnish it up a little bit because you know it's a hand-me-down and i'm not really yeah it was just like <laughs> fucking 15 minutes i was like I, i've made a mistake <laughs> oh. yeah i remember even that night uh, yeah. when you're in it and I knew you had a game uh, and I just see you messaging and I'm I'm just like isn't he in a game right now and I'm like oh how's your game and you're like I want to fucking blow my brains out yeah you're like I'm 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 so tempted just to disconnect and leave yeah. the discord server without saying anything I'm like ouch so that frustrated. bad and yeah. I wasn't a dick I just said hey I'm gonna bow out I was like I, I've just got other shit going on I'm trying to finish a project you know, and it's, it's yeah. usually usually good to go. You know, it just it just wasn't a well run game, kind of like Rich was saying. It just you can tell. That's almost like the breakup line of "It's not me, it's you," or "It's yeah, not basically. you, it's me." Yeah. It's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's not you and your fucking five hour pacing to make it three fucking hexes in a fucking map. It's yeah, not you at all. It's definitely me. That. My desire to just fucking adventure because that's a conceit of. Pathfinder. Now, I, I will say though that is a as a player that's one of my pet peeves is is a GM who wants to. It's going to take you a week to get from point A to point B. <laughs> right. We're going to camp every single one of those yes. seven days, and we're going to go through every every freaking watch order, and everybody's going to roll notice, and Bro. then we'll just see if there's a random encounter, Bro. and it's like, yeah, that was that game. And I was just like, you know, you could just do this as a fucking uh, a quick encounter and you yeah. could do it one quick encounter roll from each person in the party using a different skill set based on like kind of what you want to see. It was just like, there's so many better ways of fucking doing this than exactly what you said, exactly what we did. I was like, I don't give a fuck what watch I'm on because you guys have never stood watch a day in your fucking lives. You <laughs> mids, but you don't know what it's like to be asleep until fucking two o'clock in the morning or four till you know, or have the balls to four watch. And so you don't get any sleep and shit. Cause you're just like, Oh, I'll just stay up. Oh, now it's fucking one thirty in the morning and I'm seeing shit, <laughs> you know, but if I fall asleep, you know, it's my military career and they'll fucking, here's, here's the funny thing about D and D though, is you keep watch. Cause you're typically in a war zone. Y- yes. Yes. Where people camping, going on an adventure. Bro, nowhere. Nowhere. Do you know who keeps watch when we go camping? Nobody. No, the fucking dogs do. That's yeah. who keeps watch. <laughs> Cause, like, cause, cause animals are real good about letting you know that shit's not right. Yeah. Well, it's like, I, I'm like, I, I, I asked my friends with them, I'm like, we're, we're in D&D, and I, I tried to break that. I'm like, why are we keeping watch? Yeah. It's and they're like, well, because. It's I'm a like, trope. Dude, when was the last time you went camping? And who kept watch? Did you guys set up a watch order? Yes, you're in the woods where you know there are black bears and stuff, but why? Why are why are we keeping watch? Right, and that's the important piece. Right, is like just make the fucking survival roll. Okay, if you're not if you don't have any rations, make the. So many better ways. Yeah, so that's that's where I can see players get irritated with GMs because it irritates the shit out of me, and I don't play that much. I played a con game and we did that. We were playing Dungeon Crawl Classics, and I was like. We're playing DCC. It is probably the closest D20 game to fucking Savage Worlds. And we're on hour two and a half and we're still keeping watch and doing a fucking marching order down a fucking road. Like, like I, I get it happening? if you're in a 
if you're in like some really dangerous area. Okay, I don't give a fuck. Sense. No, what, you know? I don't get that. Just roll the fucking dice. Because you only check, yeah. you only make you only make checks when it's necessary. Yeah, that's true. What do you want to do? Well, I want to put an ambush up. Okay, put the fucking ambush up. You make that roll. We make our rolls. If they fucking if that we win, then you just come up with a clever reason of like, oh, the rocks come down the side of the fucking scree, and you've been on your horses begin to be alerted and some shit like that, and just like, oh, I guess it's on. Let's do this, Leroy Jenkins, and then you're having a good time doing your fucking DCC combat. Yeah, man, real frustrating. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a Debbie Downer about it, but man, I just fuck, man. So, like, like I said, I've never forced you guys. I don't have, and you guys know this. I don't have a story when we play. I'm the fucking worst. No, just, like here's some fun shit we want to do. We're gonna do like you know we're gonna do ETU right. We're doing ETU, and it's like, okay, what are we doing? I don't know. We're gonna play fucking kids who are going to college, and weird shit's gonna happen, and then you're gonna be forced to investigate because no one else is gonna know shit's going on, maybe right? And so it's it's that's the thing is like I don't know. Let's just do let's do that and have a conceit going. You're making college kids. And you guys didn't, none of you have violated the conceit. You all have played the college kids really well yeah. so far. You know, we're getting used to shifting back to an 18 year old mindset and being yeah. like, oh, it's okay. been a while. Yeah, I'm it's tough, to, right? I'm the instinct to be is a beat the shit. Yeah, the instinct is to want to fight everything and shit. But I'm like, we'll get there. <laughs> but, you know, it's, it's like this instant conceit. Day after Ragnarok, I didn't have a fucking plan for what we're doing. I knew how the game was started. And then once you, the players got on, boots on ground, I had no idea what was going to happen next. I well, made my, all that shit up every fucking week. Even my first, uh, my first uh, Rippers, like uh, I guess game. I remember I had this big plan, and I had like all these different events planned out. And then it was like it started, and it was like none of this is going where it is. So I pretty much just took those ideas and just put them where I wanted to. But I didn't really have after literally the first twenty minutes of like playing. I realized that none of my plans are going to work out. So I just said, yeah. fuck it to all. Yeah, man. That's the spirit. Yeah. And then you great. scrambled you know, online. I scrambled to make tokens and character sheets for things because yeah. I have to have something to roll the fucking dice. So even in my current one, like I, I had no fucking idea. Like I'm playing because they already kind of know I'll be able to say this part. But like we're yeah. playing like who's the werewolf? Oh, and, sure. Yeah. And yeah, they, just they don't know. And to be honest, the the session one of this campaign i didn't know either now i do yeah you guys are gonna fucking regret giving me all these ideas nah, but, see. You know, yeah well, that's it's good great though, and that's how it should work <laughs> out i don't know do you guys have any other pet peeves from a player perspective i guess for shit that Ooh, from do? a player perspective uh right. that gms do yeah uh, just, I've, already, I've already stated all mine i mean i do like them they're all they're the same ones i have just run the fucking game <laughs> um I have one small one, and yeah. this is very genre specific. Oh. If you're doing a if you're doing a supers campaign, don't make every single enemy that you fight a super. Oh no! Right? Yeah, that's the whole point. Uh, I know. It's like everyone here has superpowers except no. for the people who you don't have no purpose to fighting. I'm like, well, god damn it! I'm no, just, you I, should I, take I on armies and tanks and shit, and then. No. The big battle is like, oh, the sub boss arrives, and you. I want to fight some weak henchmen. I want to be able to pummel a room of thirty people, and then afterwards fight this really big, powerful boss who is definitely way more powerful than, yep, like us individually, and to an extent, 
us combined. Like, that's what I want. I want the big, bad fucking guy who can knock the shit out of me if he gets a, really, if he gets a decent role. Yeah. I'm but I want to beat up on the little guys. Yeah, that's I how I wrote Raven. The little people. A Raven operating team is going to cut through, he's going to mow down normal human being operators because that's what they do. They're tier one, they're hyper fucking effective, and you should be putting, you should be going through dozens of fucking combatants. It should look like a goddamn the Navy SEAL movie, Charlie Sheen. It's just how it is, right? You're going to be really good getting in. Sometimes things will go sideways as Rich finds if you let Rich roll the fucking dice when he's stealthing. But, <laughs> you know, it, but yeah, I, I'm with you, man. Like the conceit is, is you're going to go John Rambo in fucking the new Rambo movie and mow down people and shit. Massive firefights. Your lives are on the line, but you know, you kind of got it. Shit can go sideways. And then you're going to meet the fucking the thing that you are like, oh, oh, the, 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 pl- the, the playing field is now leveled. Yeah, like if I ever play uh, Savage Battle Lords and every single enemy seems to be of equal standing to me, I'm going to be so sad because this one, like, Battle Lords are meant to be like the best of the best of the best. So I should be able to combat a really fucking crazy situation and only once get into, like, of course, either numbers will dwindle me down or you like in the in our 40k game or two plasma rifles to the face there you go Which, yeah man yeah fucking crazy i don't know just frustrating yeah <laughs> sorry <laughs> i don't oh. you have nothing to be sorry about man i i i think if we came in here with the attitude of everything fucking sucks i think yeah. this episode would fucking suck but yeah. the fact that we're still laughing and making jokes right. it's, it's it all better, better. So it makes it so much better doing this hobby yeah. i don't understand yeah spending money on that laugh track was the best thing we ever did yeah right Man, yeah. Was there any other topics you had time for? Um, to talk about? I, oh yeah, we're only at forty minutes. Like, we got time for another topic. Do you guys me. have any any random questions that you thought would be fun to ask? Who? Because I got I got t- either of you guys. Because I got two questions that I can ask, or two mini topics. Do you got not questions? Do you have any mini topics you guys want to talk about? I don't know if this is a mini topic. I, I did think of two questions as per your request. Oh, oh I, I can follow directions occasionally. I ignored his request and I continued writing a new setting. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, mini topics, questions, they're all the same. Thing. Yeah. Well, okay. Finder, what do you got? So, and I don't know that I have a good answer for this one. So uh, I'm really leaning on you guys to enlighten me. But Do you have a guilty pleasure game that you just like, even though you shouldn't? You mean like a system mm. or a setting or, or yeah, a system or... setting any like uh, are there games that that people just hate but you for some reason absolutely just love? Mm. That's that's a good question. I, yeah, I do. I do. What's yours? Like love? I don't know if love, but I mean that I'm highly. I don't know how to describe it. Like something that I would really, really want to play, but don't ever get to. But I know people hate it. Is that what we're talking about? Sure. No, I'm trying yeah, to think like, of like you know, really some, it's something like it's it's almost like a guilty pleasure show. Like you know, yeah. you with your uh, yeah, with your movie, um, your housewives. Yeah. I don't, but I mean, like like that. The yeah, thing that tracking. people always say that you shouldn't like, but yeah, doing... like if you secretly like liked watching Keeping Up with the Kardashians, you know, shit like that. Yeah. Except in game wars. Ah, uh, fuck, man, I don't know. I think the closest might be the Genesis system. People hate that shit, and I love that system. 
but I'm not yeah, intimidated. And I've never by played the, it. Yeah, so I'm not what, intimidated what by the like dice. Since the dice don't have numbers, it's the one that has the symbols on it. Oh, gotcha. And so you have to like see those and then be like, oh, I've got a, a triumph, two successes, a failure, and a boon. And then think on your feet of how that narrative works out instead of being like, oh, I hit for five damage. So <laughs> it's very, oh, it's, yeah. 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 That, that's the one I think uh, on my Saturday group, one of the guys was talking about like the fantasy flight Star Wars. And I yes. think it does something similar, right? Yep. Yep, yep. And I think uh, the struggle that he said he had was having to come up with that narrative every single role yeah. um, and trying to come up with something different or unique because that, it's like, I'm in a fight. How do I, it's like. <laughs> that's the problem is people think that every role you have to have something grandiose, but the dice are dictating that. So if you don't roll a triumph, well, triumph is like kind of like a critical, right? Think of it that way. So if you're not rolling a triumph and you're just rolling a couple of successes and a couple of failures, all you got to do is be like, oh, we're exchanging blaster fire. I fire off a couple of rounds and hit him and I catch a fucking, you know, and uh, I catch a fucking blaster shot near my face and it forces me to duck behind the wall. Done. Gotcha. It's super simple. But on a triumph is like, you know, oh, I'm doing the blaster shot. One catches me. But as I turn... I see this boy coming up behind me and I turn and spin and fire the blaster off and catch him in his face. <laughs> so it's, it's for me, it's a real simple system, but the people just hate it. Just hate it. We need to run it one of these days for you guys. You should. It, and it, it sounds I like almost like random generate, like random adventure generation where you get these three things and you have to figure out how they all go together. Um, which which yeah. sounds kind of fun to me actually. Yeah, I mean, it's really, really cool. I mean, we could do the Star Wars stuff, but they have a they have a fucking fantasy setting. I mean, they have, the book is universal, like Savage Worlds. It's just I ran Eberron with it uh, with a bunch of dudes on a podcast because they were inexperienced and they wanted someone that could run a, a, a more narrative game, and so we did an Eberron adventure. Um, the first the first scene that you guys did in Eberron, I did that in the system, and it was just as crazy. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it works. Uh, anyway, so I think that's mine for gaming, I guess, for systems. Uh, I got mine. What is it? And I, I didn't realize, but I know Finder has told me, like, yeah, <laughs> I can't think of anything. But uh, it would have to be Rowan, Rook, and Deckard's uh, game, Aspire. I like oh. it a lot. Yeah. It, 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 I haven't been able to play yet. I, I feel like it's, it is a hard sell. But like the lore and every shit and all that shit that they put in it, it's just like it's enough for you to get some good ideas, but not too much to the point where everything is set in stone. They've really made it kind of have its own unique feeling. The classes themselves are are pretty like interesting. And the fact that the game itself, the system was built to be more almost like uh um like an uprising but done slowly and quietly behind the shadows it just sounds really cool but mm -hmm. for some reason the sale of it like trying to sell it to people is kind of hard yeah i mean i listen to a couple of podcasts on it and it's a it's a neat concept i'll say that mm -hmm. it's different um but it doesn't seem overly heavy-handed with with the author's political intent no but, and i i didn't get too know. much of that like yeah I, I, me either i I, th I think if you want to see it like that, 
you could definitely see it like that. Sure. But yeah. if you, you could put this to really any kind of almost like secret society or group that's out there for their own interests, but also yeah. for, and like you could say colonialism, but I don't like, and I, I can see why people would think that, but mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't fully see that. No, I'm with you. I didn't really read that much into it too. And I think it's a, there's a couple of things recently where people have like made attempts to be kind of dickish about kind of what they want to do. And I'm like, you're not really sending the message you think you're sending. <laughs> and that goes for everyone. There's a lot. It's, it's not just on one, one phase or the other. I'm like, yeah, you guys, you're trying to be edgelords too hard. And so it's, it's failing you. But yeah, I mean, I would play Spire, uh, run Spire for us one of these days. Yeah, once I get some time, I'll totally be down. I also really like, even though like it pour, pours more into the fantasy esque thing, uh, their system, like the same game world, heart looks also really fucking good. I don't know if you've uh, looked I think I've seen that, but yeah. At heart is it like, because there's the top of the spire and there's like, you know, there's weird shit that happens with it because nobody really understands what the spire is. And yeah. heart is actually underneath the spire. And it's like pretty oh, much like, okay. a, it's, it's a let. It's a labyrinth that like there's only one town that seems to exist there. And even then it it doesn't exist in the same place all the time. Mm -hmm. And the spire almost like changes as time goes. So like you could be like, oh, I know where this place is because I've walked the path before and you walk the path and all of a sudden there's a left turn where before it was straight. And so like the world is ever shifting and you're going to die going down there either through insanity or through other means and it it just looks like such a cool little concept and it is a hex crawler actually um nice now i will say though the the problem with hex crawls is they sound fun on paper yep yeah (laughs) but they they rarely are fun in practice 100 (laughs) percent, they're rough man yeah i would have to look at the rules to see it looks like the hex crawl itself it's meant to be kind of like um more simplified then uh generating a world since you're really just generating an underground kind of area but i don't know it could be interesting but check it out but yeah i think anything rowan rook and deckard is my guilty pleasure now i i will say that i thought about the games that i would consider my guilty pleasure and it's probably going to be uh aeon trinity like the original one oh yeah yeah so I, I, was... I, I love that game. I don't know why I love that game as much as I do because I pick apart the setting. I'm like, I, I don't see people behaving that way. <laughs> Is that Especially the... after the Aberrons. Yeah. But but whatever. It, it's to me it was a fun game, uh, despite all of the baggage that White Wolf conjures up in my <laughs> mind to begin with. Because yeah. every White Wolf game seemed to have the uh they all seem to take themselves way too seriously. Yes, well, really, yeah, yeah you don't say. really. <laughs> and and Trinity was like a, a breath of fresh air because that one there was like of all their games, that one seemed lighter and was more about hope. In fact, that was one of the taglines, right? Um, it has it, every it's... age has its heroes. <laughs> Only reason why I know that is because I had to Google this game. Well, actually, oh, it's a cool game. Was hope something and something. Can't mm-hmm. remember what all they were anymore. But uh, hope was hope was a big part of it. It might hope be hope sacrifice something. I think. Oh, I'm I looking at the 
Trinity Continuum Aeon. That's, that's the talking? reboot, dude. That's the reboot. Uh, Stay true to the source, bro. I, I, <laughs> I, I have never, I've never heard of this one. So yeah, they, they well, so Aeon Trinity was like so fun little fact about this. They got sued by Viacom because it was originally just called Aeon and. Viacom did Aeon Flux. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And so I actually have like one of the early editions of the game that it's still called Aeon instead of Trinity. Oh shit. Wow. That was um, cash. Oh, it was it's it's an awesome and it's like a spiral bound and everything. It's like it's oh, a great wow. book. It's an awesome book. Nice. But, also by White Wolf. Would you say Exalted kind of I don't think that one really holds itself up as a serious game. Which no, one? it's a fucking munchkin game. Exalted. It, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's you are playing as Demigods. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Demigods and whatever you want to call. Anytime them. someone I talk to someone, they're like, "You know, what my favorite game is like, what is that? Exalted." I just like, oh, in the back of my head, I'm like, oh, you that bitch. Okay. <laughs> like Noted. it is. I think everyone at some point like the idea of playing a demigod kind of sounds cool, but yeah, I don't know how that would hold up in actual game. Wise. It doesn't. Well, at least not for me. It's not. It's not the kind of shit I like. So. Yeah, see, I always just pictured it as White Wolf's superhero game. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Their their fantasy yeah. super. I got I I yeah. bought the second edition one. Uh, I got it secondhand. It's a nice book. Whatever. I, I don't know. You're a nice. I, I kind of just bought it because I I like liked it. It looked cool. I like I love loving. I love loving things, so I decided <laughs> to love it. Easy, Chloe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. I had uh-huh. two questions actually. Uh-huh. Uh, the first one is because we we've kind of talked about you know combat balancing and all that, but do you think class balancing between the different classes is important? Mm, yeah, it depends on the system. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it depends on the system. It depends on the system and it depends on the GM. Yeah. yeah, and the reason I say that is. Every character wants their moment to shine. Mm-hmm. And so if your cleric does just as much damage as your fighter, what's the, what's the point of having a fighter? Yeah. What's the point of classes at that point? Yeah. No, so, I agree. Um, for me, it's, I, I'm, I'm less concerned about balance as I am about, is, the, is there going to be something where this character can stand out and make a difference in the team? Yeah. It's yeah. like, what's the point of having a having a companion bear if all the companions really suck for a specific class in 5e? Fuck off. I know what you're talking about. It's just, it's rangers. <laughs> yeah, you're talking about rangers. Yeah. Fucking rangers yeah. all suck. There's no point in playing a ranger. Besides being a shitty version of every other character. What? Yeah. Yes, this is a deeper conversation. <laughs> mm. Did you guys have? Yeah, I've always liked Rangers. I've yeah, what was what about Rich? Were you know, Rich, did you say what you were? Oh no, Alternity. Sorry, uh, or uh, Trinity. Trinity. Yeah, he did. He yeah. did. Man, I'm fucking losing my mind today. Oh, it's okay. I, I've lost my mind a little while ago. Yeah. So fourteen what, assignments then, at fourteen. So does it days. matter? I mean, I don't know. Up until two weeks ago, I would have told you that uh, nothing you can do in Savage Worlds can really irritate the fuck out of me. And then lo and behold, yeah, I read I read something that irritated the fuck out of me. Yeah, that's okay. I, you even shared that. I was like, "That's funny." Yeah, Being on the outside, I thought that's funny. Being yeah. 
on the inside, I would a hundred percent understand. Yeah, we're gonna learn this coming week. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Yeah. Finder, did you say you had another question or? If you want me to ask my second question, I can ask my second question. Which one I actually do have an answer for. So, is there a game that you've never played but you wished you had, and especially if it's a game that's no longer in print? Ooh, shit, man, that's a hard yes. There's so many. Okay, you go first. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta think about this one. Yeah, what do you got, Rich? For me, just because I'm from the AD&D 1E era mm-hmm. and I am completely enamored with um, Voice of the Barrier Peaks, Barrier, something mm-hmm. like that, whatever it is. Expedition to Barrier Peaks. Expedition, yeah. thank you, yes. I got you. And I know that that was like the the introduction of Metamorphosis Alpha. Yes, I would love to check out Metamorphosis Alpha just to see what it is. Oh, man. Since it's not Star Frontiers. <laughs> yeah, no, tracking. Yeah. Oh, shit, dude. So that's one that I that I wish. I mean, other than that, there's a ton of games that I'd love to play that I've never had the opportunity. But yeah, but that's like the, the gaming history one for me is like, man, that would have been kind of a cool game to check out if I'd known about it. Right. But I didn't know about it. Does it have to be a tabletop RPG or could it be just something in the tabletop realm? Why are you being extra, man? Yeah, exactly. We just, the whole fucking episode in the beginning. Like, I have a question. No, no, no. It's because I, I know I was we're to... playing in space, but I really want to play a character who's afraid of spaceships. <laughs> is that okay? The only reason why I say that is because I find with RPGs, like, as long as you have a copy of it, you can play it no issue, yeah, right? Fair enough. So, like, for me, like playing with a game, like I could say something like, uh, you know, I I want I want would like to try and play Paranoia Second Edition, which is what I thought of initially. But I was like, I could, like, I'm sure if I went on Roll Twenty, I could find a game very easily of that. No, maybe not very oh, easily, no, but if I, no, if I no, scoured, if I scoured, no? yeah. Well, that would be that one. But the one I was thinking of was actually, um, what was it? It was the. Uh, Legend of the Five Rings card game, just because oh, when man. I when I when I found out about it, yeah. I looked it up. I was like, oh man, maybe I'll pick up like uh, the starter decks and all that. And I went to the website. And it was like discontinued. So I was like, oh fuck, when did it yeah. discontinue? And it was literally like three months before. Oh wow, yeah. yeah you come to Memphis. Uh, the guys who ruined Deadlands for me, they uh, they play that game. Oh, I'll so, pass. Yeah, it's the only connection. I like I'd come to Memphis head. to see you, but you know, <laughs> I, I won't go there to play card games with people I don't know. You never know. I do know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you never know. What about you, Scott? What's yours? Oh man, there's I don't know. There's there's a lot of shit that like I really want to play. I just don't get a chance to play that often. So it's like I don't know. I'm trying to think of like oh, no, because I play. Yeah, like a lot of it I have played, I guess. What haven't I really ever played in? And I'm dying to play it. You know what? I would, I've would. i never played in a, the West End game Star Wars. And I think that would be a blast. That is a blast. Yeah. That, that, that was like one of my favorite games like back in the 90s. That's awesome. Yeah, this the system is cool. They can see yeah. the characters. Like I look at it and like the fucking – the former Jedi – is the one that I'm like, that would be so much fun to fucking play a Jedi who doesn't give a fuck anymore. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it was, I mean, that was a game. The rule book itself was fun to read. Um, the, the, the ads in it are phenomenal. I mean, like oh, recruiting, yeah. recruitment ads for yeah. the empire and it, it was just a lot of fun. And I built so many characters for that game that I never played just because it was fun making characters. Nice. Nice. Yeah, man. Just one of those things. Yeah. I think the one problem with that question is we literally have a group that it's like, you guys want to try playing this? Yeah, sure. Well, let's try I mean, playing that. <laughs> right. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, it's actually a benefit for us because I know we'd all be well to do it. We're lucky because so yes. many people are stuck in either one system where it's like the, as a group, like, you know, three out of the five people still want to just do that one system. Now, I do feel called out at that uh, on this point. <laughs> Why? You've played so many different games in Savage Worlds. I do. My, my Friday Friends group, though, we have all landed on Savage World just because we're all busy. We don't want to yeah. have to learn but a new rule system every time we want to change games. That's kind of convenience, though. Like yeah. look at our, look at your Saturday group. Anything else? Yeah, right. your Saturday group. It's literally just like everything. Like the, else. Yeah, <laughs> every, <laughs> everything but like a couple things. <laughs> Which is yeah. funny because that Saturday group we we got together on Savage Worlds. <laughs> 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 the, the first thing we ever played like five years ago was uh, Last Parsec. Oh, the ironings. Oh shit! Nice, nice. Yeah, I just uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's kind of the cool thing is we are willing to try anything out, which is always fun, uh, even if it's a one shot. And that's my thing is I like one shots. I don't need to have a fucking uh, eighty five year campaign. I'm warming up to one shots. I definitely yeah. am. There's just so much. I, I I don't mind one shots. I would hate to GM a one shot for a system from the standpoint of reading the rules, understanding the game, and then doing a one-shot and being done with it. That would drive me absolutely well, But that's always the possibility of like not having that happen, right? Yeah. Like, and oh, I we think one shot. We want to continue this. Possibly, but again, we get back to the how, how frequently do or how long do games typically last? <laughs> so, yeah. So I have a thought about that. We're, we're going to extend this. I <laughs> saw a lot of the games at end. I'm beginning to think... They don't. It's not a player initiated uh, cessation of the game. I think it's the fucking GM, and I think it's because of where we started this. I think the GMs are irritated or frustrated, and they don't want to play the game anymore, and they just call it. It yeah. could also be like bored, like at a certain I'm point, saying, like yeah. you can only absorb so much of the same setting, and like for the players. Well, let's say you're meeting once a week and it's like for you, it's a one day thing. And for the rest of the time, you don't really think about too much of it. But for that GM, it's like you're thinking of your game. You're absorbing all like you yourself. You said that you yeah. like to pretty much suck yourself into those things. Like right now you're watching a shit ton of horror movies because oh of ETU. Yeah. Yep. And that sounds fantastic to me, but <laughs> I can see how it can get tiresome. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I I was wondering that today. Like, I'm wondering if it's just because GMs are just like fuck these people. <laughs> I think that could also be part of it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I got one last question. All right, let's and then do I this. think we can wrap it up. And this one, I know you guys already know because I asked it today, and then I said don't answer. 
Because right now, 1D&D seems to be kind of fucking up a lot oh. of the things that 5e has kind of brought together. Yeah. So let's say theoretically, yeah, people decide, fuck this, and they're trying to find something different. What do you think would be, not what you want it to be, but what do you think would be <laughs> the biggest contender for 5e or for D&D? Pathfinder. I still think it's Pathfinder as well, yeah. You think? I think, I think it's too crunchy. No, I think Pyro. No, it's based on D and D, dude. Yep. It's based well, on are you talking first edition or second edition? So both editions are third edition remakes, yeah. and they're cleaned up a few paces. But the only reason Pathfinder exists is because fourth edition came out, and Paizo realized they fucked up and they pounced on it. And so if something were to happen to cause fifth edition to begin to collapse, fifth edition is still OGL, and a massive company could pick up that fifth edition and mm. f- fucking run with it. If And you could really just do what they've done with Savage Worlds. I still can't believe it happened with Pathfinder because now I think Savage Worlds Pathfinder is a better version of Pathfinder. But you could yep. just take the entire Pathfinder world and turn it right in on the fifth edition rules and yeah. begin publishing it and they would begin printing money. Yeah. Oh, they definitely would be. Yeah, because I, I think that really is. I th- That might be Wizards' only real competition. It's not... Like you said, it's not what I want. Not in my heart, it's not Dungeon Crawl Classics. That's never going to happen. Um, it's not Savage Worlds, unfortunately. Uh, no, I could. You know. I, I have a feeling it's going to have to stick with a D twenty system. Yep, hundred percent. It so. won't be an OSR because no one gives no. a shit about that. It's just it. It would be yeah, yeah. It yeah. Would be Pathfinder. I, I I'm not gonna lie. Like being involved in all this, like OSR, I'm just like. Eh. And I, I've never even looked at it. I have no interest in looking at it. There, it's it's just D, it's basic bones D and D is all it is. Yeah, yeah. Now yeah. I will say though, I I don't know that one D and D is going to piss everybody off. It, it, it's making some noise now. Yeah. What's the first rule of negotiation? Right. Yep. You're, you're throwing stuff out that you're willing to cut. Yep. Like I can't, I cannot, in my heart of hearts, believe that Wizards of the Coast ever thought it was a good idea. To not have monsters crit, right? You yeah. put that out there, the fans hate it, they confirm what you already suspected, and now you take it away and you look like the good guy because we're listening to our fans. We're giving you what you want. And so yeah. you, throw, you throw crap out that you know is going to piss people off. That way you can cut it and you don't care because you intended to cut it to begin with. I that's think, my thought. I think that's it's going to be the subscription model that's going to end up killing but it. But it can't be full subscri- subscription either because they're still going to print physical books. Uh, physical book will get you. No, no that's what they said. I know. You but get a, a digital code with your physical book. I know, but I don't so trust them. That that, Netflix used to rent movies on disc too. <laughs> And they, they, and, they also, and they also tried putting commercials on. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, that, yeah. Why did they stop? Why did they I, stop? People went to the digital piece. Oh, yeah. yeah. Here, if I'm playing D&D and I have a subscription for Roll20 and now I can have my subscription moved over to one D&D, why would I keep doing Roll20 if I'm, I'm, I've not lost anything or I've not, I'm not out anything? I'm not getting an additional yeah. subscription. I'm just migrating my subscription from Roll20 to one D&D. So if I'm in on the digital piece... Chances are I'm in on the digital piece somewhere else already. Oh yeah, and I'm just going to shift my subscription over. Yeah, what I, I cannot I... see them going full subscription only, especially since they're going to continue making physical books. Well, now I want to win this argument, and I'm going to start tweeting at fucking Wizards of the Coast for being a bunch of anti climate change deniers or climate change deniers because if you print <laughs> fucking paper books, you're you're not helping the environment out. 
<laughs> so I can fucking play this game too. I, I think I think it will cause damage to it. Oh, I because think because they're, they're trying to push it more to the online thing. And yeah. I'm I'm going to bring up kind of like this own little mini case study, um, following another tabletop group or well, game that honestly I think most people have no fucking idea that it was this close of a race from back in the day. But when you think of table like war games, you automatically think of 40k, right? No. Would you believe in 2000? <laughs> Keep going. We're just being dicks. Keep I know. Going. In 2016. What? 40k wasn't actually the biggest contender the biggest contender was privateer press with their war machine they were oh. toe in toe they were literally wow. competing against each other and you know what ended up screwing over privateer press and pretty much turning them to a company that's almost completely defunct now was the fact that they said they pretty much went well 40k was like yeah you know you can play casual you can play this because Privateer Press decided I'm only going to focus on the competitive scene. They ended up in alienating most of their audience into going to somewhere else. And I kind of see this is what what one D&D might actually be doing is they're pushing everyone to specifically say, well, if I'm not on if I'm not on one D&D, the website using all that shit. I'm not getting the best out of it. And I feel like that's what's going to end up happening is it's going to damage the brand, not because what they're offering isn't also available online and offline. It's the fact that the value that they are right now going to be perceiving is if I'm not playing online, I am not playing to its most, most potential. And that's the perception that it's going to be drawn to. It's not going to necessarily be the truth, but that is the perception that currently is being thrown out there. Maybe. I, I will concede a maybe. Yeah. And the only reason I say maybe, though, is how many people are using D&D Beyond today right. and not playing online? D&D Beyond is a great platform for me to have all of my rule books so that my players don't have to buy them. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. put in my homebrewed classes. I can put in my homebrewed magic items. And so that digital platform that they have now already has a subscriber base. Yeah. Yeah. And that that platform is not specific to a VTT. All they're doing now is making it so that it could be integrated with a VTT for those that are doing that. You're still going to have people that don't want to do VTT and you're still going to push people away because it now looks more like an MMORPG. Yeah. In fact, there's a guy posting on the Savage Worlds Facebook group today <laughs> specifically because he sees one D going more MMORPG style and that's a turnoff for him. So it, it will alienate people. It may draw in others that, that aren't there today for that same reason though. Yeah. yeah. So it, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, I, ju- I, I just think, think it'll be a weird, a weird situation though. Yeah. yeah. I, I just, this is just my own like personal opinion. Like I could be wrong on this, but I think it's going to just put out a negative perception out there. And sometimes all it takes is for the simple word of mouth being is like, yeah, but if you're not, you want to play in person. Yeah. But if you're not playing online, you're not getting the best of it to be enough to push people away. Cause most people, I think whether like if they're trying out tabletop for the first time, I have a feeling most completely brand new players, either no friend 
who's playing in real life or hasn't been invited to play in real life. I don't think there, I don't know how many people started online and decided this is how I'm going to like, you know, this is how I'm playing. It's like, I think the like pandemic said, did that. Have the physical books though. Yeah. Uh, they're still going to have the physical books and the physical dice. Yeah. Yeah. They will. Yeah. So, I, mean, I just, still, I they're definitely going to yeah. sell the stuff, but yeah, I don't know. I think they're going to want to diminish that to be honest. Yeah. Do I think it's going to kill the company? No, but I think it might give an opportunity for a real competitor to come up in the scene. Oh, anytime there's change like this, I agree. I, I mean, there, th- th- this is a huge opportunity for all sorts of people. And then it's just, but it's if they double down, money. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I, I think the one thing is they can't really not like if let's say this play testing uh, for one D and D, it goes very poorly, and a lot of people hate it. Either the system comes out. Like, you know, the VTT comes out broken or which, to be honest, there's a high possibility of that because it seems like everyone launches things too early. I think there's a possibility that it could end up kind of killing the market because they might just need to keep on doubling down because they put so much money into this VTT that if it doesn't succeed, who is it? Hasbro who owns them? Wizards of the Coast? I think it's Hasbro. Yeah, yeah Hasbro right. would say you are no longer making the profits that we expected of you and start cutting and start cutting and start cutting. That's a problem when you have a major entity behind you. You don't have a choice with one D&D if the VTT fails. You have to double down or you're pretty much and hope that it works yeah, out. I, I disagree, though. There's a prin- there's a principle in business that a lot of businesses do understand. And that is there comes a point when you cut your losses. Yes, and I think they and, and they've done that in the past because this isn't the first time they'd started talking about a digital platform like yep. this. Yes, this is not the first time. So if they see that there's experience on their side to say, okay, we need to cut this now before we bleed more. But um, do you think Hasbro is going to care enough to try and they, they try and before, save yeah. it? Yes, they did before. Yeah, it, but would they do it, it again? Hasbro it, makes it, way it, more money off of all their other stuff than. Wizards of the Coast individually, even compared to just a couple of their lines. Like, I don't know if it's a big enough of a market for them to care to try and put more money into something that may not work out. D&D is big enough for Hasbro that they made a VP out of it. Yep. Yeah. Hasbro has made changes to their company structure because of D&D. Yeah. So I I, I think they're a smart company. They know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, and, and I do think they would cut the VTT piece if it proves to be problematic. Yeah. And the whole, the whole, their, their play test thing, this isn't the first time they've done that either. I mean, 5e had D&D next, right? Yeah. I mean, sure. it was D&D next before it was 5e and 5e is different than the initial releases for, for next. Uh, so it's like they, they've got history behind them that says, Hey, we listen to you guys. And uh, so I, I don't think I, I, I hope that it will do something to, to help promote other games out as people migrate from D&D. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to hold my breath, though, because they are a very smart group of people at the moment. I, I, I think it's going to move a few people over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But it'll also attract new people. Yeah. So is it going to be a net loss or a net gain? I have no clue. Yeah, I don't know either. Yeah, I, I mean, like every, every edition is going to be an episode on its own. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> but yeah, every edition you're going to lose people. You know, I 
or they'll play the old edition, I guess. You know, I'm mm-hmm. sure there are people still playing Savage Worlds uh, Deluxe uh, Explorers Edition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are people who hate some of the new suede stuff, like yeah, the un- like the shaken rules. There are people yep. that are still using the old shake rules. Yeah, watch on Kickstarter. The Five E setting just starts Stop. exploding even more as people just want to still play Five E without one D and D. Why you're bullshitting? I'm I'm not bullshitting. It's sad <laughs> because it's like. It's, it's sad but true like to quote of a famous metal band <laughs> yeah man <laughs> yeah, that's a good song yeah it is <laughs> but anyways folks i think this might be a perfect time to wrap it up um i hope you enjoyed this episode i had fun i i think finder and scott might have had fun yes it was enjoyable <laughs> <laughs> It's like therapy. Uh, if you like this episode, uh, let us know. You can either join us on our Discord and uh, talk to us about other games and also even critiques on what your opinion is on 1D&D and all the other questions. What's your pet peeves? I would love to know. Um, you can also send me an email at rpsmartpeople at gmail.com. If you hated this episode, send me a tweet on Twitter <laughs> at, at rpsmartpeople. Um, Tell links for the Discord. Favorite... <laughs> Go ahead, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no go ahead go ahead that's like if you're only irritated just send as your most munchkin character for every system oh my god <laughs> that it. sounds like so much fun i'm sorry I, I... no do it do it do it if you're listening to this send me i don't care what system if you are able to make the most broken basic level character possible using the rules without you know fudging them without lying send that to me i want to see that that sounds golden do that please why not just make it a, a discord channel right there yeah while you're bullshit just post in the channel <laughs> yeah yeah yeah, yeah. munchkins so, oh, oh god god all right so i'm gonna definitely make that one tonight um yeah i hope you guys enjoyed this episode we'll see you next week bye bye later Bye.